0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is is to live more simply. Hey, I got tripped up on my words there after saying this same introduction 150 times. Actually, today's our 151st episode. Uh, I finally messed it up and I'm not editing it out. I'm keeping it real. (laughs) So thank you for joining me today on this episode. We're going to talk about teenagers and I'm going to be talking about homeschool high school. This is a topic I know many of you have wanted to hear about. I get asked about this all the time so I'm happy to sit down today and spend some time talking about homeschooling high school and really parenting teenagers in general um I adore having teenagers. It is not a scary time. And so many people talk about, you know, these teenage years uh, as like this really horrible thing to look forward to and um, you know, that it's impossible to homeschool high school. So we're going to talk about all that and I'm going to hopefully alleviate a lot of your fears out there whether you are a homeschooler or You are a parent of a teen, or you are a parent that will someday have a teen. So I hope you will be encouraged by this episode. Before we begin, I'd love to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company. They have homeschool curriculum, Bible curriculum, all kinds of curriculum for the Christian family. Whether you are a homeschooler or not, you will find something over there of encouragement. Um, And if you are a homeschooler, you will find fantastic curriculum. In fact, we pulled out our old astronomy curriculum this week to use with our Bible-based homeschool. I've been using the Bible as my fifth graders textbook for school this year and we were doing the fourth day in creation and I remember that I had my Apologia Astronomy textbook still. So I pulled that out and it was a fabulous resource to use with my um, little guy there. So I have used all of their curriculum for many years. And I always recommend Apologia. So I also that brings me to let you guys know of talk to you about the Bible-based homeschooling e-course. It is still available, and I know many of you have been signing up to see how you can use the Bible to teach your family um, or in your homeschool. All the different subjects you can really teach with the Bible as the center of your homeschool, and you can teach all of your subjects right there from the Bible. That e-course is available at simplylivingforhim.thankific.com. Even if you don't use the Bible as your main textbook in your curriculum, it should always be the foundation of your family, and I talk about that in the e-course, how The Bible has really transformed our family in so many ways, so you can find that at the webpage, and I will also link it in the podcast um, episode webpage for this episode. Also, I wanted to let you guys know we are starting a Called Home, which is my book, Called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool. We're starting a Called Home online book club. This is beginning the week of October 1st, but the exciting thing is you can join anytime. You do not have to be there at a certain time every week to participate. To partake in the book club it is going to be taking place in a Facebook group and we will be or I will be doing videos every week uh, one video per chapter of the book and I'm going to be discussing the book and reading um, right along with you guys so I would love for you to join us you can find all the information about that at simplylivingforhim.com many many people have read this book over the years and many people say they've read it more than once so if that's you this would be a great way to kind of take the book to the next level, because you'll have me going through the entire book with you. If you haven't read the book, this would be a great time where you can read the book and hear me discuss it um, with you. So you can get all the information on the website. So I would love to talk today about the glorious years, the glorious teenage years. And I mean that I'm not saying that sarcastically. You know, it makes me sad because so many people people out there would say that with like, you know, tongue in cheek or rolling your eyes like the glorious teenage years, you know, Um, I really do feel that the teenage years are a glorious time for many reasons. Are they perfect? No way. Um, But guess what? I'm not perfect either. You know, people say teenagers are moody. Guess what? I'm moody. People say teenagers, you know, sometimes are lazy. Guess what? I'm sometimes lazy. People say teenagers um, talk back. Guess what? Sometimes I talk back. (laughs) So really, you know, teenagers are amazing people and... Um, I have just really thoroughly been enjoying the teenage years, so I want to talk about this today as an encouragement and not at all to sit here and say, my teenagers are so great because you know what? They aren't. They're not perfect. They have their moments, but I want maybe to shed a new light on teenagers and on homeschooling high school and how that can work and how it can be a really wonderful time. I have loved the high school years, um, homeschooling high school. When we first started homeschooling, you know, way back when, and we were really thinking we were just going to do it for one year, I would never have imagined that we would have done this homeschooling thing all the way to college because now we have one off in college. Um, But here we are. And, you know, I have no intention of stopping unless God were literally to knock on my door tomorrow and say, Karen, stop homeschooling. I really have no intention of stopping. stopping until the Lord tells me to stop he told me to start and he'll tell me what to stop so if you had asked me obviously that first year if we were going to homeschool high school I would have said no way no how I'm lucky I do this for more than a year even if you had asked me around you know fifth sixth seventh grade well let's say more like maybe fifth sixth I think towards seventh and eighth grade I sort of knew that we were going to do high school at home but there was a time where I still thought that they would go to school eventually, probably for high school. You know, a lot of us do that, right? We get into this journey and we think, well, we'll do it, but we'll have to stop at high school because high school's like this whole nother ball game and you know we can't possibly do it. And I want to actually, you know, put a lot of those fears at bay. Now, if God is calling you to put your child in high school, I am not here to tell you not to. So don't worry about that. As I always say, Homeschooling is between you and God. You don't have to answer to me. You don't have to answer to your family. You don't have to answer to the neighbor down the street. You have to answer to God. So I am not here to tell you that you should homeschool high school. But what I am here is to share my story and to share some encouragement that it absolutely can be done, that it is actually a glorious time if you sort of just reframe it and you sort of just change your perspective and you don't feel fear the teenage years or homeschooling high school. So like I said, I never really would have planned on homeschooling high school, but you know, as we approached, I would say around the seventh and eighth grade years, I just kept thinking, well, I don't want to give this up. I love what we're doing. And the key to doing this and doing it well is to constantly keep God at the center because we are not in charge of what we do. God gives us the strength to do anything. I believe he called me to homeschool and I believe that he called me to continue to homeschool, And I believe that every day he is still calling me to do that and I will obey. So if he calls you and you feel that it's a calling, then he is not going to leave you there to fail. I have so much to say about this because I was number one person while Grace was in high school um, and now my other two are in high school and then I have a fifth grader, but the other two are in high school, I was the number one person the past few years to stay up at night, and practically have panic attacks and not be able to sleep because I was so worried that I was ruining her. And what if she didn't get into college? Or what if she did get into college, and she completely, you know, failed? And what if, um, you know, I'm not doing enough? And what if, what if, what if, what if I could go on forever? Right? And Thankfully, even though I had that sin of taking my eyes off Jesus and really looking at everything around me and not at him, um, thankfully, he got me back on track and I would put my eyes back on him and I would say, no, this is what I would constantly tell myself. God called me to this journey and he did not call me here to watch me fail right he called me to homeschool and i believe he called me to homeschool high school so right there i can get rid of every fear in my mind because god is the one who is going to equip me no i could not homeschool in my own strength no i could not homeschool high school in my own strength right but god gave me the tools and gave me the equipment and my job it wasn't that he just like magically gave it to me and everything went fine. My job is to and was to seek him in everything. That means before I chose curriculum, before I decided what classes she was going to take, before I did things, I constantly covered it in prayer. See I feel like in the homeschooling community so many of us forget this. And it's like one of those, you know, things that's pretty easy to remember. But We don't do it, right? We forget, oh, wait, how about I pray about this before I make a decision? Oh, wait, how about I trust God in this before I make a decision? Like, we go out and we choose the homeschool curriculum after researching and researching for, um, sorry about that in the background how rude, I'm going to turn my phone down. Um, (laughs) We, you know, we spend hours and hours researching curriculum, asking all our friends what they're using, you know, going online and checking everything and, um, you know, reviewing things and blah, 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 blah. And then we're like, okay, God, I made my choice. Oh, Lord, please let this work this year. Oh, Lord, please let this be the, you know, answer to our curriculum prayers. Oh, Lord, you know, let this be successful. We have it wrong. Our prayer should be, Lord, you are in control. Lord, I want what you want for my children and I am going to let you lead me. Lord, you know these children and love these children even more than I do and you have a plan for them. Lord, please help me to guide them and point them to you and let your plan unfold for their life. And help me to teach them what you want them to know using the curriculum that you want them. And then, Lord, lead me to those things that you would want me to use. Right? How many of us pray like that? How many of us start out with a clean slate and say, and and uh, all of our plans and all of our um, research and all of those things, and we just give it to the Lord, and then we go and research curriculum. So that's the number one thing I would I would say to you is. If you're going to homeschool high school, you need to give it over to the Lord. If you're going to parent a teen, you need to give it over to the Lord. You need to ask him for his guidance all the time. You need to be in this constant conversation of covering your family, your children, your homeschool, you know, your teenagers in prayer and really seeking him first in everything you do. So as I said, homeschooling has been a joy, um, in high school. It it's not something to be scary. Does that mean that it was perfect? Does that mean there weren't really scary days? And does that mean that I didn't have fear? Boy, Lord knows I had a ton of it. However, now that I'm on the other side and we've graduated one, sorry Grace, but I feel like the boys are going to Um, have it a little easier because I feel like I see things so much more clearly now. And unfortunately, any of the mistakes I made again, sorry, Grace, uh, you know, with her because she was my first, I now at least can redeem them a bit on the boys. And hopefully I can share those mistakes with you and you can learn from my mistakes. But let's see, when we started homeschooling high school, um. It wasn't as scary as I thought, but I do remember being very confused freshman year. So if you guys are in that place where you're like transcripts and records and I don't know how to do it all and how does this all work for the next little part of this um, podcast, I want to focus on that homeschooling high school is scary because right it counts like it really counts in my state up until eighth grade I didn't have to tell anybody I mean actually in high school I don't have to tell anybody what I do I don't have to report to anybody Um, we're very fortunate that we live in this state where I really don't have much to do as far as um, outside influences on my homeschool I do what I want and I can give my diploma how I see fit and you know that's fine however you do, at high school, have to start kind of playing the game a little bit um, if uh, your child wants to go to college. And now, this is really important if you're homeschooling high school, is to realize that you definitely aren't going to know the end result of four years of high school. You, I mean, some people, yes, you may say, we definitely know they're going to four-year college. Although, I would caution you on saying definitely anything because... Our journey changed so much during high school from the plans that we made and the plans that my daughter made to seeing the plans that God had for her. So, you do need to hold loosely to the plans, but yet, you do need to have, I guess, somewhat of an idea. At the very least, um, you should, unless you know that you are. Definitely, 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 unless the Lord knocks on your door and changes things, right? Not sending them to college. You should probably choose um, courses as if they were because you'll want them to be prepared. I followed basically to um, fulfill the credits for, you know, if she were to be going to public school, what were the classes that she would need, and then also having an idea of... Some of the schools that she might like to attend and what were the requirements for those schools. See, I was very confused along the way. I didn't really understand how it all worked. But now that we're out of it, I realize, wow, did I complicate things like I get how it all works. See, I didn't need to choose like the hardest math or the hardest chemistry classes like for my daughter. Because she was never, ever, ever, ever going to go into sciences, no matter what. So, or math, I'll tell you that much. She's not going to be an accountant or any of that, and she's not going to be a scientist. So I probably could have made things a bit easier on her by choosing a little bit less rigorous programs. Now, I'm still glad I chose some of the rigorous programs just because it gave her um, some skills it gave her challenge and you know it prepared her for college level work so that's all well and good however we spent a lot of tears A lot of drama, a lot of crying, a lot of me crying (laughs) because we had some struggles with some of these classes and looking back, it didn't need to be that hard. Like I didn't realize, I'll tell you this right now, just to be perfectly honest. She got into two colleges, one public university and one private Bible college. Neither of the colleges asked for any curriculum that we used. Nobody asked how we did the classes. Did I stay up all night worrying about (laughs) that curriculum? What planner I used? What my homeschool room looked like? You know, what my schedule looked like? Um, No, they asked for the classes she took on a transcript with the grade. If you realize all the sweat effort us homeschool moms put into those four years, and then when it comes out, I'm like, wait, what? It's this one little line on a transcript? All the blood, sweat, and tears, that's what it is. (laughs) Now, that's not to say that we didn't learn from everything, you know, every experience, it's all good. But I would have done things a little bit differently. Like, for instance, my son, I've kind of um, loosened things a little on certain classes that I know he is not going to use later or he's not going to need to get into college. They're not going to look and say, good thing you had those high level classes because he doesn't need them for what he wants to do. So, anyhow, I did not need to stress as much. So basically, the transcript I made came down to what classes she took every year, and the grades she got. And then at the bottom was all her extracurriculars. And her and she's the busiest girl I know, but she was in tons of. Um, activities. And that is not, I promise you, because we were trying to stay well-rounded and make the transcript look good. I wasn't even really ever thinking of the transcript when she was doing all the things she did. She just loved to do them. So we did have a lot of space on there for that. I will say the number one thing I think that was important for her um, to get into her colleges was her essay. Colleges really just want to know who They are dealing with and you know she worked really hard on her essay and on her recommendation letters getting them from people that really knew her knew her well and would give her good recommendations. I believe those were the things that really weighed way much more than the transcript, which they glanced at to see that she met the, you know, classes, I believe, that she needed. The one college, we didn't even need to meet really certain requirements. Some, some colleges will say you need four years of English, four years of history, you know, three years of math, you know, specifics. One was very like just, you know, whatever you did in high school, hand it in. The other had a little bit more... Um, you know, structure to what they wanted to see. But she had far exceeded that, you know, with her transcripts. She had more than enough of the classes. So we were good there. Um, and then, you know, that's it. The GPA gets added in there. And nobody ever looked for course descriptions. Nobody ever asked me, you know, any of that stuff. And that's not to say at all, because I, like I said, we only applied to two colleges. But one was a public university and one was um, a Bible college. Um, But that's not to say that where your child wants to go to college, there's not going to be more rigorous requirements. So please do not take that as transcript advice. I don't want to hold any responsibility for someone else's transcript. It's very important that if you have any idea what college that your children are going to apply to, you find out the requirements for that college. I called up the school and I said, what are the requirements for admissions? That is what you'll need to do. Because some people might out there, especially as homeschoolers want to see different things, um, they will ask for, you know, test scores. One of our colleges required test scores. One did not. She still got into both colleges when we did not submit the test scores to one and we did to the other. Um, And uh, some of them will want to see course descriptions. I haven't personally met anyone who has had that issue, but I know that there are people out there who have. So very important to find that out now. Now, if you're doing community college afterwards, you will have less requirements. You will not be required to have the SAT, which is a huge weight off of your teenager's shoulders. And if they don't have to do it, um, you know, you don't have to do it. So that is some another option. Um, And then community college, you would just, you know, have the rolling admissions and you would need your high school diploma. And that also varies by state how you get your high school diploma. So you must I'm not giving advice on any of this stuff because you need to look into your state requirements and then your college um, admissions process. But in ninth grade, who's thinking about that, right? I I didn't even have a clue. We didn't really have a clue in 11th grade up until 12th grade, you know, what the outcome would be. So... It's just something to keep in mind as you're choosing classes. That's one thing I wish I would have done differently. I wouldn't have went so overboard on certain classes um, that she really didn't need. And I could have spent more time focusing on the skills and the things that I really wanted her to focus on. So keep that in mind. Um, High school is a wonderful time for your kids to become more independent in their work. My daughter was extremely dependent in her schoolwork and... She was able to, you know, I would give her the schedule that came with the curriculum and it was for the week and she would get it done. I'd be like, here's your schedule, get it done by Friday. She became very independent and she got it done. One regret I have now that I have my two boys home still and they're in high school, we're doing some things together and I'm sitting down with them in the morning, and I'm doing history with them. And we're, well, we're discussing current events, which I really wish I had done with my daughter. We're sitting down and we're, I'm just like filling them in on the news, because we don't have cable TV, or we don't have any TV. Um, So they don't, like, I just remember growing up, the news was always on, you know, after dinner time at night, and then it was on in the morning. And you kind of just, you got the paper, the paper came every day, (laughs) the newspaper. And so um, I realized that they don't have that. And so I've been really focused on um, sitting down with them in the morning and kind of just like discussing what's going on in the world. And uh, we've been doing that. And then their history, we discuss and just we just discuss what they've been reading and kind of like have a nice grown up discussion. It's really kind of cool. And then even for language arts, Um, they each had to do an assignment and then together we read the assignments out loud and kind of like did peer reviews. So I'm finding a huge benefit to sitting down with my teenagers in the morning at the table and, you know, speaking to them like the young men that they are. And, um, I sort of wish I had done that with my daughter, that we had had discussions, that we had. I, she didn't just do her work on her own. I really sat with her and I helped her a little bit or just discussed it. But what's done is done, right? She's doing perfectly wonderfully at the college. So, you know, I'm not going to cry over it. But I do sort of wish that we had done that. However, You know, some people say, well, maybe she didn't, she wouldn't have wanted to do that. Maybe she wouldn't have wanted to do that. So um, anyway, you learn as you go. So that's something I would suggest that if it works for your family, it's a great time in the morning, you know, sit down with your your, um, teenagers, connect with them. The most important thing you can do with your teenager, forget all the books, forget all the homeschool curriculum, forget all the stuff. The most important thing you can do with your teenager, the best life lesson, the best uh, uh, no, the best life skill you can give them is to teach them to follow God. Teach them to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Matthew 6, That is the life skill they will need forever. Because from that, everything else flows, right? Out of your heart and, and out of your relationship with the Lord, everything else flows. So teaching them that skill. Is the most important thing. That's the other thing we discuss in the morning. So we discuss the current events, we discuss the um, history lessons, and then we do, um, like I said, we did a writing assignment we discussed, and then there's some um, like spiritual books that they're reading. And so um, we will, we're discussing those together again. Another thing I sort of wish I did with my daughter. She turned out all right, but still something I wish. (laughs) But that's okay. We learn. So, it's not even so much about discussing history. It's about connecting with your teenagers. If there's one thing I can say, the biggest benefit of homeschooling has been the relationship with my kids. The teenage years can be precious. So I say this to anyone, whether you're homeschooling or not, connect with your kids. The teenage years can be amazing. Were there certain times? I would say 13 was the hardest year, I think, for all of mine so far, that seems like it's like living toddlerhood all over again. It's like, they don't know if they want to be treated older, but they still want to play with their dolls, you know, (laughs) it's like this weird age. Um, But um, once we got past kind of the weird, like hormonal horror changes, which face it, we all go through that. It's not like these teenage years are this just like, you know, horrible thing in the world. We all can be hormonal, we all can be moody, we all can have our moments, right? So yes, while there are some issues, if you look at it, like, okay, where is this coming from? Okay, this is coming from a child who's turning into adult and having all these feelings. And, you know, I'm an adult, and I sometimes can't sort out my feelings. So you get the empathy, and you kind of handle it a little bit easier. And you know i'm not saying i did this perfectly because i will say that tumultuous 13 year olds uh 13 year age was hard but you know you sort of get where they're coming from you couldn't sort of like feel for them and once they kind of get through that kind of awkward horrible like you know up and down part then you know what you have if you've built this really beautiful foundation with your children and you've had a relationship you're not going to just lose that relationship lord willing at 13 you're going to gain this amazing relationship then you have these young people now these young adults living in your house who you can have like real conversations with you can have like deep discussions with you can um you know talk about different issues and things and it's wonderful one of the other benefits about this is just a side note i love having teens because they take care of me no joke my boys they are like you know taking care of me already it cracks me up i'm like this is a glimpse of my old lady years because they take care of me they fix things they do things they they're just wonderful young men so that aside um you know they're just they're just Um, delightful people to be around I enjoy being around my teenagers Um, they're hysterical teenagers are so funny like we laugh all day long Uh, we just it's it's uh, hysterical they crack me up so I just enjoy it now I must say I believe because we really invested In our children, you know, homeschooling, you spend every day of your life with them, right? So we really invested in the relationship. I always chose the relationship over the school books, the relationship over stuff, the relationship over everything, right? Because that's the thing that's going to carry you through till you're an old lady someday is the relationship you have with your kids. And so I know out there there's people that are listening and this is harder for you because maybe you have invested every moment in your kids and maybe you're, you know, you've been with your kids and doing all those things and they're just resisting you and they're just not, you know, um, you're not feeling that lovey-dovey relationship or they're very distant. There is definitely... Part of the teen years where it's a natural response for your teenager to sort of pull away a little bit because face it, they're becoming their own person. So, you know, while that is normal, I do know that there's. A lot of people out there that struggle and they're like, I want that relationship with my teenager and it's just not there. So I'm not, I'm not the expert on like parenting teenagers. I'm not going to sit here and try to like give all that expert advice because I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm just speaking from experience that overall, I would always put the relationship first before all the other stuff. Uh, You know, don't pile on a busy schedule where you're running around all the time and then wonder why you can't connect with your kids. Or don't, you know, always put all the emphasis on getting the best grades and doing the best schoolwork and participating in the sports and doing all the things. And you're not really connecting because you can be doing all those things with them, but still not connecting. You see what I mean? So, when you're connecting, is what I'm talking about not just doing school with them, not just spending time with them, not just being with them, because you can certainly be with people and not connect with them. But you know, it's those real, authentic times, like real, like talks where they see the real you and you see the real them. And you're like, hey, how's God working in your life today? Or hey, this happened to me today. And look what God did, you know, constantly pointing back to God, um, letting them know that you are just like them. I've always said that to my kids, like, look, I was you once, you know, I was far more lost than you. I've seen it all done it all. Like, I'm not this just like mom figure that, you know, tells you what to do all the time. I'm A person just like you and you know connecting and sharing in the times that you struggle as well so that they can like feel like wow i can approach them because they get it they understand and when you don't have the answers or when you mess up you say look that's why i need a savior right um we all need a savior and you can point them to the lord through your own faults, right? And so there's so many ways to connect with them. Do a Bible study with your kids. Um, get in the Word. You know me, I'm always saying get in the Word as a family. That's really the number one thing I feel like in our family that changed our family's life was studying the Bible together. Um, every family is different. Everybody has different schedules. I know that. But if you can find time, even if you can't do it every day, we've done it every day in our family. But if you can't, you can at least consistently every week, you know, every every other day, every weekend, every Sunday night, something where you connect and you study God's word together. There's really something about you know, when you're studying the Word, and then you're like, oh, look at this Word, or "or look at this, um, what, I, what I see in this passage, how about that, how about this, and then your child looks at you and says, wow, look at this, I never noticed that Word before, do you see, you know, what God is doing here, and you're like, wow, and you start connecting with your child through the Word of God, it's like the Holy Spirit is just right there, it's, it's amazing, He will work in your family through His Word, if you guys just get in it together. It's so cool to study the word with your children. Um, So that was life-changing for us, which I believed helped in the teen years um, to have that foundation, that we studied the word together and not just studied it, but you know, you want to, you thirst for it and you want to live it out. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I would encourage you, um, if you have a daughter out there or if the, you know, maybe dad and his son want to do this, you know, a Bible study with your daughter, like once a week, Sunday night, let's go have hot chocolate and, you know, read through this study. Or, you know, maybe dad wants to take his son out to breakfast Saturday morning and discuss, you know, a little Bible study. Amazing, way to connect your with your child no better way to connect with your child than over the word of god and then connect with them in other ways you know like my my husband is so good at this oh he's like a big kid himself so he you know he's doesn't find a hard time doesn't have a hard time connecting with the boys but he's so good about what they're interested in and then he's all in When my boys were into fishing, he was taking them fishing every night. When my boys were into baseball, he was out there coaching the team. When my little guy wanted to go hiking, he was taking him on all the trails. Now they're into skateboarding. They are skateboarding every single night together. They're out there doing things together. It is such a joy to see that. And you know, it's all about building that relationship. The teen years, the high school years, are not scary when you are building a relationship, when you are already in this relationship and you understand, yes, they're going to have faults, don't we all? Don't roll your eyes and chalk it up to them just being a teen. I mean, some of it is, but let's not like label the teens as this negative thing because it can be a beautiful thing. They are amazing people. They're not little babies anymore. They need to be taken care of. They can, you know, participate in discussions. They can be helpful in the home and yet they're still like under your guidance. So it's this beautiful time that can be really, really special. And I hope and pray because now that I'm in this season of launching my first one out into adulthood, that this will only mean that our relationship will continue to grow into adulthood. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, I would hope that we would continue to grow that. So, you know, even sending her off to college, as hard and as difficult as it was, I'm so thankful that we're so close because, yes, that makes it much more difficult because we are so close, but because we are so close, you know, it's, it's, um there's just a joy there. I'm so happy for her in, in her life and the things that she's doing. And I don't have to worry like, oh, I guess she's not going to call me this week because we're so close. You know, we're, you know, I'm not going to lie. I call her way more than she calls me, but she's busy. Uh, (laughs) You know, she's the one running around all day with a very busy schedule. But, you know, I can trust that our relationship is strong and that it will only continue to get stronger even with the distance far away. So anyway, that's a little bit about parenting teens and and looking at teenagers in a different way and connecting with teens. And also, I hope to give you a little bit of, um, I hope to have given you a little bit of advice there about high school and about how it is not um, impossible. It is not impossible to homeschool high school. In fact, it is fabulous to homeschool high school. I am so thrilled we did it. You know, a lot of people have different, um, worries. Some of the worries about high school is the socialization, which we all know really is not a thing anymore. Um, if anybody knows my daughter, Grace, I think her middle name could be social. Um, and then, you know, they worry about, will they get enough, um, education to for college and that is a valid concern however again um i am not you know miss uh, perfect teacher or uh, high school teacher or anything like that but at that point they're so independent in their learning and the curriculum is uh there's so many kinds of curriculum out there that are available where they can be taught, you know, um, that if you're doing it well, your child by high school is able to be independent and they are able to learn so much because, hey, they're independent and can teach themselves these days, they have everything available to them at their fingertips. They can learn, right? Do not be worried that you cannot teach high school courses. There's a million and one resources out there that can teach them anything you need to teach them. One of the other things I found about homeschooling high school that was a huge benefit, you know, people say, what about the real world? And what about uh, all this? Well, I feel like Grace is really succeeding in high school because, I mean, in in high school and college because of time management skills. You know, in in high in in home school, we didn't um follow the typical eight to four eight to three schedule of high school. you know, the bell rings and change classes and the bell rings and change classes, and then you come home and do all your homework and blah, blah blah. Her schedule was really like, different every day. Sometimes she had to work. Sometimes, you know, we had a day off. She would get her workload for the week. And it was like, here, we're traveling this week. Well, you need to figure out how to get all this work done before we leave on Friday. Or, you know, you're working a couple days this week. Well, you need to make your time work so that you can get this work done. And it set her up to be successful in college because college is not, okay, your classes go from 8 to two or eight to three, Um, maybe sometimes they do, but your schedule is really all over the place. I know for Grace, she's got classes all day long, sometimes a break, sometimes not, every day is different. Um, And it's sometimes at night you have a class and she has to get her work done. So time management skills actually were so valuable and taught her um, homeschooling taught her time management skills and working independently and getting in her timelines and things done so i really think that is a benefit um, and like I said living in the real world because most people their days are crazy right in the real world so they got to experience that and be prepared and she's prepared now for the college schedule you know other people worry about like i said the transcripts and getting into college I want to tell you right now now, have no fear. Find out, have a little bit of an idea, not saying set in stone by any means. Have a little bit of idea of what your child wants to do after high school and start to put them on that course, you know, picking classes that would... Um, be what they would need and you know but always 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 seeking god in those plans constantly praying constantly asking him to lead you constantly um being open to his plans do not get set in your ways that you're going to miss out on god's call right? You need to listen for his leading and his voice and you won't be able to do that if we'll go back to the word. If you're not in the word and you're not building that relationship with him, when you build that relationship with him and your child builds that relationship with him and you guys are both in the word, it's much easier to discern God's calling and leading in your life. So that's super duper important. Um, So I would encourage you, don't be afraid. You can homeschool high school. It is not as difficult as you think. And in fact, can be completely beautiful. Don't be afraid of the teenage years. You will get through it. Will you have rough, rough patches? Absolutely. Will you have beautiful days? Absolutely. And it is so Worth it. So I hope this encouraged you. I've been doing a lot of homeschool consulting lately. I'm doing appointments with clients that are homeschooling moms just like you out there. Some of you are just starting out. Some of you might be in the thick of it, in the middle of it. Some of you are in that high school years where you're just afraid and, you know, am I going to mess up my child? Some of you just need encouragement from an outside voice. And so I've been doing homeschool consulting for the past several weeks and I am loving it. So many times people come up to me when I speak at a convention and And they'll, you know, want to ask me questions and I want to spend time with them. I just want to sit down and hear everybody's story. And I want to spend time with them and pray with them and give them advice. And often I get like 10 minutes to talk to, you know, all these people. So... Oftentimes people also will email me and they'll have questions about homeschooling and you know, what should they do. And it's really hard to give a lot of advice in a, in a simple email. So we started the consulting program and it has been a joy. I get to sit down with my clients. You know, We schedule hour long appointments where I can just hear your story and encourage you in your homeschool. Listen to your struggles, listen to your fears. And I've just been um, so blessed myself to be able to have the opportunity to really, really connect with you guys out there. The appointments take place virtually. They're either on the phone or via FaceTime Or Skype, or whatever works for you. I even can do them locally in person. Uh, We can meet for coffee somewhere if you are local. So I have all the information about that on the website as well at simplylivingforhim.com. Just click on the homeschool consulting button um, and you will find all the information. Don't be afraid of the teenage years. Don't be afraid to homeschool high school. God will give you the strength you need to get through it and to see just how beautiful it can be. So I hope this encouraged you. Until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.